What is happening, guys? Welcome back to another week on the lockout. Hey, Dan. Hey, Ali. It's good to be back. We're back. We're back. Bailey's taken another week out. Yeah. Um, but we got the boys on the couch this week as we head to Spain. And uh, look, the focus should be on Spain this weekend, but it's a bit of an American-themed uh, episode this week. Is it? Because there's a lot of controversy surrounding Liberty Media, the owner of F1. Um, the driver's unhappy, the team's unhappy, and um, no the Concord happy. Agreement is coming up into question. So we'll get into that a bit later. But um, yep. as usual, we've got to cover what the drivers have been up to in the week off. Yeah, so um, they've been kind of everywhere with this, with this week off, haven't they? Yeah, it's been an array of different things. Yeah, so um, I guess Max was up to a few things. He was at a, a christening, was he? He was at a christening. Yeah. Um, what, family christening or someone in particular? Because I saw he was in Monaco or something, but... Yeah, it was in Monaco for that um, classic Monaco sort of race where Charles crashed oh, out. Oh, where he's smacked the wall with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus but, um, yeah, he also you know went to a christening and I saw some photo of him and his wife kissing and someone photoshopped in... Um, who, who's the guy that... Kvyat. Kvyat, yeah. yeah. In the oh, they put Kvyat back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they just photoshopped him in the background like peering at him. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl. But um, yeah, so well. Charles crushing at Monaco, that was obviously a big yeah. one. Again. Again. Yeah. He yeah. just... At least he, he got it out of the place. way. Yeah, well, hopefully it's one and done and, you know, later on this year when we go to Monaco, that's, you know, he'll be all right. Because he's, he's never, already got an He's age. never finished a race there. Really? Since he was in <laughs> F1. Yeah, not once. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think well, in F2. Far, far out. Yeah, it's either been like he's binned it or there's been some sort of failure with the car. Yeah, well, I, you know, hopefully, I feel like that's always on his to-do list is <laughs> crash at Monaco. So hopefully he's scratched that out and he's, yeah, yeah. he's got some clean luck. For or him. maybe just to break the curse this year, he should just drive super slow, finish the race. Just get it done. Get it done. Like, just write it off from now. Just say, I'm, you know what, I'm not even going to race, but I'm just going to drive through there, yeah. get it done, and then focus on next year. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he can finish the race. But I, I didn't realize as well the same event the year before, Mm. Um, the I think Gene Alessi, who drove that same car, um, Nicky Lauda's yeah, previous F1, also crashed also it. crashed it, yeah. So the there's something wrong with it. They need to check the brake pads, obviously. Yeah, well, they they fell off, or like they were. They, there was a photo I saw, and like some component of the oh, yeah, of the, the brake setup was just like shot off out of the car, like mid as he was entering the corner. So it's like it's not really his fault, is it? No, but it's just really unfortunate. And really coincidental it's that it's curses. always him there. Yeah. yeah, two curses joining into one. Yeah. So while Charles was crashing a $1.5 million F1 car, Bottas was bathing naked in the Colorado Lake. I don't oh know yeah. if you guys saw that. Sun's yeah. out, bum's out. Bum's out. Hot yeah. ass. That was a yeah. nice little, um, <laughs> yeah, hot ass is back from Drive to Survive Season 1. And uh, Perez had a second baby. I saw that, yeah. Congratulations to him. That's pretty yeah. exciting. The, uh, the future Minister of Defence. Yeah, he's been go. born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Yuki Tsunoda celebrated his twenty-second birthday. I know, he's the youngest that. driver on the grid currently. But like, I watch these guys racing each week, mm. and I mean, you know that f- they're young because he's only just joined in recently. But like, you don't realize how young. Like, he's twenty-two. Makes I mean, me feel 22, so old, like, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't doing nothing. Like, I think I was just lounging around. This guy's traveling the world, racing fast cars. Yeah, and um. McLaren joined Formula E. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Um, they're sort of adding to their arsenal of motor racing series. Um, they got Formula One, IndyCar, um, Formula E, eSports. So they're, they're in everything now. Yeah, no, good on them. Fair yeah, play. Yeah, so. Because uh, they're taking over Mercedes. It was Mercedes, yeah, left. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so they've bought out Mercedes. Mercedes well, left the Formula E. They've yeah. left Formula E, which I think is really interesting because 
you think of Mercedes and all the cars they're bringing out now, they they have a big focus on electric vehicles. Yeah. Even the shift that F1 itself is showing, which is to like go a to one. And I remember Hamilton a couple of years back said that he, if he was going to stay there, he wanted to have more impact on how they take themselves going forward yeah. in terms of like sustainability and environmental issues mm. and for them to kind of back out of that, which could mm. be yeah a big maybe for Merck it was like a we came we saw we conquered because i think they they won it last year with um de Vries. yeah he just cleaned up last year in formula e yeah no they need to refocus their attention back on f1 yeah uh, <laughs> yeah not, not doing too well uh but yeah i find it interesting mclaren obviously maybe mclaren um road cars will take more of a electric approach now that they're in formula e which would be interesting to see yeah true true mm. true true who knows um and lastly lewis um, has been seen parting with Post Malone, Selena Gomez, and Cara Delevingne. Yeah, I saw him living it up. Yeah, in yeah. the club. So yeah, very vast uh, variety of things the driver's been up to. Just an average bloke hanging Just out with uh, average celebrities. <laughs> oh, I like Post Malone. I actually, Post Malone, I reckon, would be a fun time. Yeah. Selena Gomez, she's alright, but yeah, she's a bit of, a bit of old news, I reckon. Yeah, like yeah. so is Cara Delevingne. So is Lewis. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just a bunch of washed-up celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, we got to talk about Miami. Obviously, it was quite a controversial race. Um, I was there myself. Yeah, how was it? It was honestly epic. I yep. had the absolute time of my life. Didn't feel like that from here. Yeah, well, that's what is interesting. I think as mm. a for me attending, there were so many. I walked away from the weekend going, "Wow!" Like that was. The only thing I could compare it to was Melbourne, which I was at a few weeks before. Um, and honestly, everything about it was better. There's just so, levels to it, yeah. Like the atmosphere, firstly, I was in the Turn 1 Grandstand, which I snuck into for the race. Yeah, you were jumping. I only had general <laughs> admission, I so yeah, I snuck through and uh, scored an empty seat there. And obviously, I don't know if you guys saw because the coverage was pretty bad, but... Turn one was where a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah. Every single time uh, when Max was trying to overtake Leclerc, every single time they came past, everyone stood up and was cheering like super loud. The energy in the stadiums was epic. They Um, know how to do sporting events. Like, they do. Yeah. They really hype. They really get up for it. Even like the Super Bowl and, you know, other non motorsport. Or even just like college football. Like, they pack out stadiums, they do the. Tail, is it tailgating and all yeah, that like yeah, they yeah. just hype up about everything so mm-hmm. I can understand that and the biggest thing for me was sitting there they had really loud speakers so you could hear the commentary and big screens in Melbourne Which they had yeah. tiny screens like piddly little speakers yeah, so you couldn't yeah, even yeah. like understand what was going on during the race yeah that's true that was yeah, so they just get loud over there they just did everything times 100 in yeah. terms of the paddock itself like aside from the track like you know how it, in Melbourne and I guess race tracks all around the world they've got like all these other activations like food stalls and music and stuff like that. How did that compare to Melbourne? Again, like, did they have it, like heaps of live music and stuff? And I didn't see any live music, and I'm kind of glad because it probably would have been like country American music or something <laughs> weird like that. Yeah. But um, I think the f- the vibe that I got from it was it was it felt like a theme park. Yeah, it's and that sort of theme park festival vibe. Like yeah. you could spend. I was there by myself, and I just spent all day you know, walking around, you could go up to the top of the stadium and they had all these List activations do, and yeah. like the, the food as well was amazing. They had, you know, top tier um, restaurants coming in for the food and it just, yeah, the experience was top notch. But expensive tickets to just go to a festival in a theme park. Yeah. Well, that's right? the thing. When you go in there for a race and that's the main reason and the race was 
honestly, it was dog shit. Like, it was pretty boring watching it here. Mm. Yeah. I that's, think I got up to yeah. lap 30 and I fell asleep. That's what you get up. from... You fell asleep. <laughs> but like legit, I was fighting myself because obviously the time difference, we were, I had to wake up early, I had yeah, to work. So I was already tired, but I watched it. I'm like, this is lousy. And then I'm trying to stay up, falling asleep, get back up, the race is finishing and I look at the results. I was like, oh yeah. But then when I spoke to you, you were like, nah, it was you were buzzing. amazing. <laughs> like yeah. it was so good. And I was like, yeah. Well... What sense. I've heard is the coverage was atrocious. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. They yeah. missed, you know, they had, while someone was getting overtaken, they were panning into like some dude in the crowd. So many or crowd shots. They kept so going back to shots, Red Bull yeah. fans. Like every time yeah. Max did something and it was like, yeah. And I remember you saying there was something like 50 something overtakes. And I'm like, honestly, they probably showed five of them. Yeah, had mm. one of the highest rates of overtakes in um, since the season started, which just didn't yeah. translate to the TV coverage, which is unfortunate. Um Look, I think, in my opinion, it wasn't a perfect race. Um, it was their first year. You've got to give them some grace. Yeah. Um, there's things to improve. Um, you know, a lot of drivers were complaining about turn seven, which was that really tight, slow chicane. Yeah. Where um, I think it was... Ocon. Ocon and... And uh, Carlos. Carlos Crash. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they're talking about redesigning that. The guy who actually designed it said that he was really embarrassed by all the hate that's come out. All the negative feedback. All the negative yeah. feedback. Why? So, yeah. Huh? Why would you be embarrassed? Well, he's obviously put his life into he's designing his track. put his heart and soul into it and they just <laughs> and shit all over it. Yeah. Everyone's just shat all Cop over it. on the chin and make it better. That's yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. they got it for 10 years, so it'll evolve. Yeah, you got time to improve yeah. it. And then, it's like you said, like, teething, first year, like, I think we're harsh, but you don't expect it to be perfect. So no. It's yeah. Next year will be better, the year after that will be better. Yeah. And in terms of on-track action, you know, I, I don't think there was there was quite a bit that happened. Um, I think for me, watching the Mercedes go wheel to wheel, um, you know, Max fighting for that first position on track. Mm. Albon got in the points again, again, which is yeah. surprising. Uh, Mick, Sh- Mick Schumacher threw away a points finish right at the end, crashing, crashing into Vettel. Oh. Yeah. And uh, my okay. personal favourite part, as I'm not a big fan of Lewis Hamilton, was during the race he his engineer gets on the mic and he goes, let us, oh, oh no, it was when it was so safety good. car, right? Oh, he goes, car let us know on. what you yeah. want us to do. And Lewis goes, I don't know, man, you tell me. And then the race ends and he goes, the strategy hasn't been kind to me. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he's, that's your strategist. Like that's what they're there for. And then they're saying, oh, we're not sure it's up to you. You're yeah. like, I'm getting paid to drive. You're getting paid to do that. Can you do your job so I can do mine? But how like, many how many times have we seen in the past where I the know, strategist will be like, oh, box this lap and he's like, no. Nah. I know. Yeah, but that's <laughs> different because that's, that's when it worked in his favour where when yeah. it doesn't, so it's now their fault. Now they've it's given him the fault. option and he's like, no, 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 you blokes handle it. It's their fault. <laughs> yeah. Nothing seems to be being kind to him at the moment. At the moment. Yeah. Anything, well, I mean, George Russell's doing well, but yeah, yeah. Mercedes and Lewis in particular, it's not really working at the moment. Yeah. And just to jump off track briefly as well again, um, I don't know if you guys saw the post-race interviews. No, which no. ones? With, uh, you know, when they finish the race and they've, you know, they interview the top three. Oh, the top three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can't remember his name, but he, apparently he's a indie car driver and he has, he's done an F1 test before. Yes, but yes, yes. It yes. was like they just picked him out of nowhere. He just oh, knew nothing wait, about what was going no, on. No, he's got some actual, he's got some actual pedigree. He was actually the first, um, First African-American F1 test driver. Um, he never 
quite made it into the sport as a full-on driver, but mm. he does have that history there. And obviously, he killed it. Um, I think it was in NASCAR or Indy. Um, he does have a, a long history there. Um, I don't think he ever won anything though. But he had no presenting but skills by the looks yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. now <laughs> oh, I know what we're talking bad. about. The it interviews were really like bad. they were cringy. Yeah, yeah. like he's calling he's calling Leclerc Chuck and <laughs> everyone baby, baby, <laughs> baby. That, yeah. oh, I feel uncomfortable watching it. I was and like, he's like, he's talking to Verstappen. He's like, yeah, man, it was like he got in the boxing ring and it was like a bit of a boxing fight. And like Verstappen's like, well, it wasn't a boxing fight, but uh, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Like it was just. Awkward. Like I remember, science oh, walked away from the interview yeah. too, and he's like, the his look eyes, on their faces, the look on yeah, their faces. Like, what it was, was that? Yeah, and I think that, in terms of this sort of Americanized feel of the weekend, that epitomized <laughs> just the feeling. This it was just a bit over the, the top. The, the corniest thing for me was the um, <laughs> was the police escort through the stadium for Max to get to the podium. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That honestly <laughs> felt like I was back as a little kid watching WWE and watching someone enter <laughs> the ring. It was like the most like. Over but it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's yeah. just stock standard from them. Like, and it took forever. Like, just get him up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was weird how they had the podium, well, the you know celebratory podium on the other side of the stadium, and the fact they had to do that in the first place. Yeah, and like then they've got like around, yeah. an NFL icon in Dan Marino, just the statue underneath <laughs> the podium. Like, got nothing to do with the sport. So but obviously, you're not going to move the statue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite um, when I was w- in the stands, like in between, uh, let's say qualifying and another session they would have this lady come on a presenter and she was spanish because a lot of the um a lot of miami's you know spanish-based community yeah and um she barely spoke any english and she would come on and at one point she did this walk through the pit lane and she's talking about all the different teams and instead of going you know mclaren over here or fry over there she'd go so orange team here (laughs) and then start talking about mclaren and then go and then red team and I was like, are you serious? You're an F1 commentator on primetime TV t- calling the team's orange-red team. It like, sounds like they would have just, out. last second, the actual presenter yeah. called in sick. And then they're <laughs> like, you, come in, you're doing it. The funny thing about that for me is that the names of the teams are pretty universal across languages. Like yeah. Ferrari's Ferrari. In, yeah, in, I mean, you don't have language, to be an F1 <laughs> fan yeah. to know Ferrari. Yeah. Mercedes is Mercedes. It's, it's pretty general just knowledge, Just the right? pronunciation will differ slightly, but yeah. it's not like it's a completely new word. Yeah, I think she's pretty nervous. She's, um, yeah, she's struggling. Yeah, I don't but think uh, she'll be the next year either. Yeah. Look, obviously, the response from the viewers wasn't great over the weekend. I think there's a general, I wouldn't maybe anger, I don't know, towards mm. Liberty Media, who are the new owners of Formula One. Um and turns out they are American. I was just about yeah, to say, yeah. is it an American company? It's, it's an American company. It's becoming so very Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And this is tying into this storyline where F1 in general is becoming very, very political and the the water is boiling big time because mm. you have the viewers absolutely slamming Liberty Media and F1 about Miami and just yeah. the fact that it seems to be more about the, the entertainment and the spectacle than the actual than sport. The um, and then you got the drivers. Um, obviously, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel have been showing their, you know, opposition to the FIA's jewelry ban. Yeah, yeah, they're pushing and back Gasly, a bit. And Gasly, I think, at one point was. They're not just mm. pushing back a bit; they're pushing back a lot. Like Lewis, you know, wearing like three watches and, and every ring under the sun. Exactly. Good on him. Um, you I know, heard he's at, um, he's at risk of potentially facing a race ban if he if he keeps going the way he's going. I've heard that too. Yeah. 
And apparently, if he um, because he's got an exemption, he had an exemption, yeah, for what, for two races, yeah, and I think it ends after Spain, yeah. So and that's if he continues, Monaco. I think it's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine oh, per race. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for some rings, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, to he's see got the money, and honestly, stick to your guns. I reckon, like, I think it is over the top, and I think we discussed it a couple mm. weeks back. This whole thing, so. I reckon stick to it. And he's got backing from a handful of the other drivers. Like, Seb's already come out. Yeah. Gasly came out at one point. Like, if they kind of just become a union and just go, no. Yeah. Well, FYI, they're just going to have to cop it. Yeah. Maddie's trying to create a driver's union over here. <laughs> I'll start it. I'll yeah. happily start it. Yeah. So, you got the drivers unhappy, right? The spectators unhappy. Mm. And now, what's come out this week, are the team principals unhappy. Um, they're showing their dissatisfaction surrounding the Concord Agreement. Um, which Concord they all agreement? signed, right? So, yeah, well, you don't know what the Concord no. Agreement is. And to be honest, I didn't know much about it. I'm sure Ali did. Yeah. He's a historic F1 fan. It's an agreement going back decades and it gets renewed every, you know, five to ten years or so. Yeah. Um, and it basically discusses the ins and outs of how the sport works in terms of, like, media rights and, and who's owed what money and and what the the minimum requirements are for each team to sort of get a share of, of, the, of the large pie that is F1 revenue. Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much sums yeah. it up. Well, thanks for doing the introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, history sorry. Lesson. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. That was, that was a great little intro. So, yeah, I, I want to dive into the history of the Concord Agreement because it is very, very relevant to what is happening at the moment. Um, so, it, yeah, it started in 1981 when the first agreement was made. Um, yeah. And back then there were two ruling bodies, right? There was... So, currently it's the FIA, so there's only one. Yeah. But back then, it was the FISA, which represented the rulemaking sort of side of F1. Mm-hmm. And there was the FOCA, which represented the team's interests. So, it was sort of like a union. Oh, okay. Right? And during 1981, when this agreement was introduced, several races got cancelled because both these two governing bodies were fighting with each other. Couldn't come to agreement. Right? Yeah. Couldn't come Sounds to like, agreement. It's like a strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And Goodyear, which... Ali's oh, wearing a good year jacket oh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, they even threatened to leave F1 entirely because of this this war that was going on. So Bernie Ecclestein, which was the he is now the former F1 executive. Yeah, he was around for years. Called a meeting and they came up with the Concord Agreement to fix this. Sort okay. of dual war between the middle government bodies. Yep. And it seemed like it was smooth sailing until nineteen ninety seven. Um and Eccleston and FIA decided to move F1's commercial rights from the FOCA to F1 administration, which is owned by Eccleston, right? <laughs> so it's obviously already starting to sound dodgy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's already, already dodgy, already right? <laughs> yeah. And obviously the teams weren't happy. They were like, you know, you're going to be raking in all the money. We get nothing. Yeah. Um, so so wait, just to clarify and get my head around it, the corporation or not the driver's union took the power away from the driver's union for the media... Was it media rights? The media rights, yeah. To yeah. then give it to a company who is F1 owned themselves. by yeah. themselves. The, exe- the F1 executive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they weren't ha- all the teams weren't happy and they came up with this thing to make them sign the Concord Agreement and uh, accept this change of ownership. He basically paid out the teams. Um, and the new agreement was signed except for McLaren, Williams and Tyrell who didn't sign it, right? Because mm-hmm. they were opposed to them changing these rights. Yeah. Um, and apparently McLaren, Williams and Tyrell took a massive hit that season standing against him 
because their influence in the sport and their income, which they would have received as signatories, was significantly reduced. Yeah, they weren't getting they any kickbacks. Agreement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they ended up changing it in 1998 and they, they came on board. Um, and then in 2016, right, Liberty Media, this American company, which is very relevant now, agreed to buy F1, right, for $4.4 billion. Yep. So now you have an American company owning Formula One, right? And then they started talking about the new Concord Agreement to come into place, right? And this is where these talks started and... It kept getting delayed, so it started... But is it, so, is there an expiry? Like, is it like a, a 10-year yeah. agreement and then on X date we yeah, go yeah, back yeah. into negotiations so kind of thing? Yeah. The most the most current agreement, which I think was signed in 2021, yeah. uh, expires in 2026, which is when the new regs come into the sport as well. Okay. Yeah. And that's when there's like... It looks like it's going to be this massive catalyst for all this change with like new teams coming in and, you know, changing up the grid yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, every you know, I guess five to ten years or so, they look at renewing the... Renewing it. Or revisiting it and seeing yeah, how Yeah, I mean, you do have be. to update things because, like, procedures yeah. change, times change. Yeah. And th- this is where it kind of gets interesting. So, this 2020 agreement, which was meant to be signed in 2017, but got delayed with COVID and everything, that new agreement has put in this rule that any new entrant has to pay $200 million that gets that money gets shared between all the teams because you can imagine mm-hmm. you add a new entrant, it so Audi and Audi and Porsche, Porsche would have to do the same thing. Each would have to pay two hundred million, so four hundred million, but that gets dispersed. That's if they come on as a new team outright. Yes. Oh, okay. But yeah, if they come yeah. on as an engine supplier, I think they're sweet. Okay. But if it's like there's ten teams in Formula One at the moment, but if they were to introduce an eleventh team, it's yeah. a it's a, it's a two hundred million dollar registration fee. Yeah. Yeah. Because currently how it works is all the revenue the F1 make, half of it goes to the teams as prize money, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you bring an 11th team, that dilutes the prize money with another person. So this 200 million is meant to cover that. Yeah. Right? So all the teams signed this Concord Agreement, right? Toto has not been happy about... So in, in 2020 when Silverstone happened, he showed his dissatisfaction for the introduction of the budget cap. He wasn't happy with mm. that, which was a yeah. part of the Concord Agreement. Um, and now he's up in arms about, whilst he signed the agreement about, you know, the entrant fee, mm. he still thinks that they're going to lose too much money by a new person coming in. Yeah. The teams at the top are the ones that are going to feel the pinch the most because yeah. it's like, it's spreading the money further. Yeah. And so obviously if you're winning, you get the lion's share in prize money and whatnot but if there's more teams to spread it amongst you're not going to win as much but it seems a bit of like power and yeah, greed uh, getting to his head because oh, like absolutely but he's also got massive ownership in mercedes doesn't he as well yeah he does and, and a little bit of aston martin in, like in 2021 <laughs> mercedes red bull and ferrari made more were more profitable than f1 itself so like this agreement has benefited them massively and toto just seems to yeah just want even more money um and whilst i was digging right I f- was looking into the this Concord Agreement that we're in right now and there's a historic bonus, right? So, if you're a team like Ferrari that's yeah. been in for years... Since you get the very first year. Since the very first they year. They haven't missed one. They haven't missed one. Yeah. Yeah. They get a bonus. You get a bonus of like $30 million per year. And how is this, right? So, we've been talking so about... So, there's like no incentives for the like smaller the teams and new teams, eh? It's the OGs of the sport. Yeah, and I know, but you guys are just corrupt as a rest. So. Oh, it gets even worse, <laughs> Here dude. We go. So in 2017, they've abolished this since. 
in 2017, right, Mercedes won the Drivers' Championship. They walked away with $138 million in prize money. Yep. Ferrari came second. They walked away with 208 How does that work? So they got the bonus and they also just had a... Oh, f- with the bonus. No, but they had a... They had a so the base payout was $56 million. Then they got a for $20 million for coming second. Yeah. They got a $20 million bonus fund for being in since the start of F1. Yeah. And they got another $90 million, which is just the Ferrari payment. For being Italian. Being Ferrari. <laughs> that is... Fuck. That sake. is corrupt. That shit hey. pisses me off, eh? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But can you picture F1 without Ferrari? No, you can't. It is... Oh, yeah. then you better pay him to Honestly, <laughs> honestly... It's not like they're going to leave If they though. got booted or they left, mm. for the first couple of years, it'd be like, wow, no, no Ferrari. But after time, it'd just fall into place and people would not forget them, but go on with what's new. No. no. I, the sport wouldn't be the same. Are they, you're is, saying is that part of you're this fun going to here. you, bro? Like, are, you, are they paying you to be here right now to take their side? Is that they probably got little freaking? <laughs> they got their fingers in every pie. Yeah. That's why they need the ninety million year. The Ferrari colours and names. <laughs> Fuck off. And so this is where I think it all comes together. So during the pandemic, right, F one saw a three hundred thirty eight million dollar loss mm-hmm. in profit. Liberty Media come in as an American company. This is why Miami was such a spectacle. They're trying to make their money back, right, with adding on like all this other stuff like, you know, new VIP experiences yeah, and like yeah, yeah, the yeah. glitz, the glam okay. and all of that. So they're trying to make two years worth of ticket sales back in yeah, a season. Pretty much. And the news that has come in this week, right, Andretti, who is a, a famous ex, you know, um, US racer, yeah. He has a very coloured history in racing. Um, he's an American. His whole family does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you well, who is he? Yeah, Andretti Motorsport. Um, so they're they're looking to enter into F1 or there's there's whispers that they might be looking to create this 11th team, which is why this this agreement is has been so heavily discussed lately. Um, basically, the name Andretti was made famous by Mario Andretti, who okay. was uh, F1 world champion and Indy world champion. Um, he's just like proper, proper racing pedigree. He's raced yeah. at all the big teams. So and a massive racing family. Massive racing family. Andretti, Italian background, yeah? Um, well, he's Italian-born American. Okay. Yeah. Now it all adds up. Drove under the American flag, uh, won the 78 Drivers' Championship. Yep. Um, and then his son, Marco, who is the owner of Andretti Motorsport, has, uh, has an Indy team, uh, used to race in Indy, won a few races there. Raced in F1 for a year. Uh, I think he got on the podium once, but never won. Like it, this family has the history. Has the history? Has yeah. the pedigree? Okay. They've been involved in motorsport for years, and they've also Italian, which helps. Oh, well, I mean, it's yeah, nice. So they've got Italian yeah. background, right? He's American. Liberty Media is owned by. Is the American, American company, yeah. right? They're the perfect. So fit. they would love. Like, lad, that they would love for Andretti to come in and be this eleventh team. Right? Italian and F one is like Ivy League schools and consulting firms. Like, it's <laughs> fucking hand in hand, eh? That yeah. is unbelievable. It's it's really craft, mm. like when you look into it. But but that being said, like Andretti Motorsport themselves do have successful motorsport teams. Like yeah. they've got championship yeah. winning indie teams. They've got you know a, a, a number of wins in other categories. It's not that far-fetched to see a team that has that history looking to throw their hat into the ring. Yeah. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a slightly confused on the 11th team. Mm. 
being them, when I I don't know why I might, and I might might have understood this completely wrong, but I thought that was Porsche and and or well no, so Andretti's trying to come in in twenty twenty four, which is even earlier, and then I think Porsche and Audi want to come in in twenty twenty six and the new rigs come in, and I don't know. So I don't think th- so. That's looking at thirteen teams. No, so the way or they would be engine providers. The way I the way I read it was Porsche is looking to become an engine provider or engine supplier, sorry, for Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and V Dub at the moment, it's not V Dub, Audi at, at Audi. the moment. They're looking for someone. They're right? just looking for someone. So I wouldn't even be surprised if they latch on to Andretti in twenty twenty six. Yeah. If okay. that, that does happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the team principals, Toto especially, is basically saying this two hundred million dollar payment yeah. that Andretti would have to pay still isn't enough. He has to prove that he's going to bring more value to F1 because obviously the more value he brings, the of more course. Toto gets in yeah. the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So but I mean, like, just from a very, I guess, high level, not really too in-depth view, mm. from the outside looking in, Andretti is American. Liberty Media is American. They've just, they just keep adding races in America. Mm. In terms of what value they could potentially bring, the sky's kind of the limit. Yeah. It's like it's all shifting that way. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people and Americans just hype about sports. So yeah. you, you are tapping into that. Absolutely. Doing that. As, as do spectators, really do we like it? A whole American, like F1 become no. American? No. I no, if you want to watch everything them, completely bro. American, just go watch Indy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, Indy is somewhat similar to F1. So just yeah, go watch yeah. it. I don't know. I, I agree. I, I think... Um, it's it's looking like it's going to be very Americanized. Like Miami is just a stepping stone to what F1 is going to be like in the future. And it doesn't look like, in my opinion, like a bright future. Yeah, mm. I reckon they'll end up regressing. Like if it becomes American, sure, you can tap into your freaking American viewers, but mm. I reckon they'll lose so much from everywhere else in the world. Yeah, you'll lose your, your, your purest fans. You're like your traditional OG pre-Drive to Survive fans. Yeah. Yeah, but I reckon you'll also lose a lot of drivers as well. Yeah, yeah. People, I just don't think they got to they got to trade carefully. They really do because the vibe I get from Miami was that if you're in America and you're an American, mm. it's the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is sick. But everyone else, all the Europeans, because you know F1 traditionally is really quite a European sport. Definitely yeah. based from you know the Italian background. You know, Sky in Sports is, is well. English. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. that all of that Monaco everything. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Europeans don't hate Americans, but there's just a general mm. dissatisfaction for their over-the-top I think there's dissatisfaction from them. everywhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah, Americans. yeah, true. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this political, all these political games go, but it is definitely yeah. boiling. Yeah, I'm starting to boil myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, looking into now Europe, away from America. Yeah. We're going to Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit of me. Right. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking. Now we're <laughs> talking. Bro. I Barcelona, feel like, yeah, everyone's Spain, happy. going into summer. Yeah. Oh. It's going to be good. It's um change of scenery. We got, yep. you know, away from the street circuits. Yeah. We've had quite a few early on in the calendar with Miami, you know, Sydney, mm. uh, Sydney Melbourne, um, and Jeddah. Yep. So it's going to be good to see... Um, a proper racetrack. A proper racetrack. Yep. A permanent racetrack. With yep. proper runoff and and just... Just nice. Just yeah, a track. Just, just <laughs> I feel track. like we're going there and it's all just going back into what it should be. Yeah. So, yeah. like, traditionally, um, Barcelona is considered, like, a great reset for all the teams. It's um, 
it's where a lot of teams will bring a lot of their their developments throughout the season. I know particularly Ferrari is looking at bringing a lot of stuff They're, in. A heap of the teams are proposing it for this week yeah. already. Is, re- is this because they have testing right yeah. at the start of the season in yes. Barcelona? Yeah, one testing, oh, like testing is in Barcelona. Um, so in terms of comparing their results, they have data already that they can say, okay, this part works, this part doesn't. Yeah because they're going to be at the same track in the same sort of simulations doing that. Secondly, just geographically, all the team's bases are in Europe, or yeah. majority of them, and to fly stuff all around the world before they get to Barcelona is very expensive. Yeah, true. Especially with the cost cap. Fly it to a location where it's not that far, the teams can all meet up there and see what works. And they can compare data yeah, from exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like, I know we're only a couple of races in, to the season, but it's like Couple. hitting. Yeah, it's been it's five. Been, in terms, <laughs> yeah, like it's twenty-three race. Yeah, we're not it's even still, a quarter of the way there. Yeah, 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 it's still yeah. early days. We're still yeah, in the, the first season. quarter, but it's almost like hitting reset on the season already. Yeah. Mm. So does that mean we're going to see a big, you know, mix-up in the field this weekend, or? Uh, it it depends. Yes and no. If if the parts that certain teams like Ferrari are bringing, yeah, hopefully we'll get. We'll get a Ferrari back on the <laughs> on the top of the podium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, because they've tested there already, um, I guess it's it's a track that most teams, most drivers have the most data on. They're, They're the most familiar with, with. Yeah. So um, I don't know how it's going to go with overtaking and stuff, but I hope it'll be a much closer racer, closer race. Sorry. Yeah. Because it, it, it's quite known as a pretty boring. Pretty race, yeah, a bit of a right? snooze fest. Yeah. But I think... Fuck, I know. Not another one, eh? <laughs> that could be partially because of how much time the teams spend there in pre-season testing as well. Yeah. What, so they know it so well there's no room for error or anything? I guess that's l- actually, less yeah, mistakes, that's, yeah. Yeah, like another factor that goes into it. Yeah. Like they're so mm. not used to it, but they spent probably the most part on a track would be on a track that you've already done testing and 100%. a race in. Yeah. So yeah. there is less error, I guess. Mm. But then again, like you look at Miami, so somewhere they haven't never raced before, and there was really barely any incidents. I was expecting yeah. like them to be going off left, right, and center. There was going to be like ten DNFs, especially with that surface as well. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the surface mm. is really bad, terrible, it was degrading, and um, yeah. What well, Miami, we only saw really Mick and Mick and Seb go off at the end. Oh, yeah. no, well, we saw a bit and of qualifying yeah. offs and practice offs, but yeah, but yeah, race itself, race wise, it was pretty clean. Um. But yeah, look, it's going to be, it's the home of science and Alonso. Yeah. So the question is really, Hopefully mine they is both science do something. <laughs> what about our tickets that we entered for? Yeah, did we win? What did you, what did <laughs> so you science puts up a post saying they're going to do a giveaway to tickets to yeah. the Barcelona Grand Prix. He's, he's got a grandstand named after himself there. It's, it's oh, the Carlos right. Science stand. So I actually don't know if it's named after him or his dad. Right. Because at the moment his dad, you know, got more pedigree Probably than yeah, he. Yeah, he's Carlos. You'd claim either way. If either I'm way, claiming it. Yeah. It's my stand. What are you yeah, on about? Hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, he put up a post saying giving away free tickets, and there was nothing in the terms and conditions saying you had to be situated in Spain. So mm. I've entered. I've tagged Ali. Ali entered. Tagged me. I haven't heard back since. I haven't heard. Mm. I'm assuming they just got lost in the post. But if you got a ticket now, right? It's you know, it's Wednesday. Um, would I'd, you book a flight book, over there? I'd book my. So I've already got Friday off. I would book. I'd go th- Thursday midday straight over. All right. Really? Okay. Maybe it's Did like your Miami ticket. We'll get it once we're there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That was dodgy. Yeah, I got on the flight to Miami and I did not have my ticket. I was genuinely I was worried, fretting, boy, because like, I was mm. like, 
fuck, like, you were pretty calm about it. Oh, no, I was inside. And I was, I was like, man, this time. guy's going over there and, like, I was half no expecting like a selfie from a pub being like, hey guys, the race is great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would have been that. so depressed, man. Oh, but yeah, thankfully, uh, Christmas Carol, came the uh, girl who gave me the ticket came through. That's yeah, it. legend. Yeah. Well, hopefully Carlos comes through then. I'll be I'll be checking my DMs religiously waiting oh, for this. Yeah, congratulations. I forgot about it. Yeah. Do you reckon him having his own stand is like a bit of a bad omen how they're all very superstitious? You know, is him having a whole grandstand for himself like a bad omen? Like, could he? Nah. He's, no? he's always had heaps of support. Um, since he came into F1, even when he was at, you know, like McLaren and, and Renault, uh, even at Toro Rosso, like they're just buzzing yeah. to have another Spanish driver there. Because mm. um, I guess up until now, Alonso has been the only Spanish driver to ever win a race. So And given Alonso was out and now back in, but still in, on his way out. He's like still, yeah. He's in his 40s. His, yeah, he's like, in the end of his career. They At least they got signs to look forward to in the future. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just buzzing for like that official changing of the guard. They want to see another Spanish winner up there. And I mean, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, it's really yeah. the home of Alonso over signs. Yeah, of it? course. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, hopefully both of them do well. I think Carlos and Alonso both need a turn of luck. They both need it. Alonso, Alonso especially. especially. Yeah. Oh, man. Signs at least got on the podium. Yeah. Every race he's finished, he's been on the podium. Yeah. Just he hasn't finished a couple. Alonso's just had everything and just hasn't been able to convert it into yeah. the final product. Yeah. And it, you can tell by the way he acts and does interviews and everything, it's really been getting him down. So 100%. Yeah. He needs this. He yeah. needs this weekend. And I think it's just going to be interesting in general. I feel like I've heard every team talking about the upgrades they're bringing. So yeah. keen to see that. Mm. Uh, Aston Martin, right, are coming with major upgrades. Only yeah. for Lance Stroll. I was about to say, do they come what? with a new driver? It's yeah. So Seb's getting the old spec car and Lance is getting the, so getting the new spec. I guess they're kind of treating it as another testing session then. Yeah. I guess... Is that fair though? If in this race, Stroll yeah, well, you'd have is to make the significantly quicker than Seb, then they'll whack the upgrades on both cars because he's yeah, a much slower driver. Mm. But if they put the upgrades on Seb's car, he's going to be, you know, nine times out of ten, he's quicker anyway. Exactly. So you wouldn't be able to tell. So you'd see the results more in, yeah. in Lance's what car. They're doing is make, what they're doing is does make sense, especially with the cost cap. They're not going to whack it on both. But, but wouldn't you give it to the more yeah. decorated driver who's more likely to score you points? Nah, you give it to, to Daddy's little you boy. You give it to, yeah, Daddy's yeah. little boy. <laughs> he's Thanks, Daddy. And uh, look, on that note, we've got a great question from Imbruglia89. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's, this is a theoretical. So, suppose Science is leading his home Grand Prix on Sunday. Five laps to go. Leclerc is just behind him oh. in second. Would you let the race or let Charles pass for the Drivers' Championship? Let, as in, so this is from Science's perspective? Mm. Science is leading at his home Grand Prix. Leclerc is just behind him. Five laps to go. Do you let team oh, orders? That's do so you tough. Let so, he's, got, he's been given team orders to swap. I'm saying... Would you give the orders? Would you give the team orders yeah, or would you 100%. let them race? You would. If I'm giving... Like, if I'm... Man, like, You're giving the orders. If I'm giving the orders, I'm giving the orders. Like, in that position, I'm saying, sorry, buddy, but hop off it. Really? Yeah. Charles, yeah, 100%. But if I'm signed and I'm getting the orders... You would be cooking. <laughs> you would oh, be, be... He probably will cop it because mm. he wants to get on their good side because he's had such he's had no, like a I crash can, every race no, no I wouldn't cop it I feel like if anything that would be the moment that that's Carlos, the tipping point he has yeah. to be point. he would be yeah but fuming. think about it how bad he's got he's crashed in the last what three three weekends that they've been racing if he then does that and disres- or not disrespects them but goes mm. against them he's starting to build a, a bit of a tiff between him and, and Charles but also the team any any other race 
on the calendar, I'd give the order, but not in Spain. Yeah. And not for his first ever win. I also I think, <laughs> picture, if, if Verstappen is in third, just behind Leclerc, and they t- give team orders for Leclerc to go in front, that could lose both of them time and give Verstappen yeah. a way oh, to come up and Now you're just chucking in more hypotheticals to a question that was just... I just think it's not worth risking it. Look, I guess, yeah, what Dan's saying is, is right. It does depend on... Like, if there's daylight between yeah, second like, and third place, just clearly, leave it as it is. Leave it as is. Yeah. Yeah, nah. let, let, let him win his race. You still get a Ferrari 1 2. You get a Ferrari 1 2. And you get more points than Verstappen still, like Leclerc does. So yeah. The let, team let gets more points than Red Bull. Um, Charles is still finishing ahead of Max in the championship, so he's extending his lead. Carlos is happy he gets his first win. And it's just the team dynamic is happy because no one's being told to get out of first place for his teammate. Yeah. And you do know Charles would be like, Respect like your first win, and it's at your home Grand yeah. Prix. He'd yeah. be all for it. But I tell you what, if it gets to the end of the season, but and exactly. then what is between between twenty five and eighteen points is seven points. So if at the end of the season, it's within seven <laughs> points. If it's within seven points, he'd be having the shit. Oh yeah, I'd be yeah. keen. He's like, he's Ferrari. I'd be keen. And as we go, <laughs> the order I reckon needs to be like already. It's it, before it was like oh they're both kind of competing because they were one and two doing very very well. But now it's clear that. If anyone out of the two is going to win the drivers' championship, championship it's, Charles, yeah. it's Charles. And Max is winning every race that he finishes. Mm. Sorry, mate. Charles has to go through. Yeah, I don't know. I if I was the if I was calling the shots, I wouldn't risk it. I honestly yeah. think that you slow down both cars, you could let Max through. But on that note, we have to make our predictions. Oh, yeah. oh damn! I didn't even think of these. All right, you go first, Ali. Oh shit. Um. Okay. I'm hoping that the upgrades that Ferrari's bringing, because I haven't brought any yet, um, yeah. will close that gap uh, with Red Bull at the front. And so in my most wishful thinking mind, I'm going to go Ferrari 1-2, but, but I will say Charles will win it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, so Charles, Carlos, and let's go Checo third. I reckon something's going to happen to Max. Really? Yeah. What is engine's going to blow up? Uh, I don't know. It depends how hot it is. Even he might just have a little a little error. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say Charles. Oh, he's backed it. Yeah, I back Charles. Charles Verstappen. I wanna say Lando, but I'm also not sure <laughs> just because mm. if anything I'd say Checo. But let's yeah. just say Lando. So yeah. Charles Lando third, okay. Charles Verstappen. Uh, Lando, Lando, Checo, and then fifth would be Signs. Yeah, and you know me, I'm usually the unrealistic one, and I never yeah. ever get close. So I'm going to go for the Spanish dream. I'm going to okay. go Signs first, uh, Leclerc second, and uh, Alonso, Alonso third. third. I'm all for that. I'd be I, so I honestly, happy. I'd be happy with that. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I've said every week, you know, I, I think Alonso is going to get up there. If there's any week to do it, it's yeah. this week. Yeah, he yeah. needs to come back. They're getting upgrades. It's his home race. Let's go. You'd be bad to play roulette with. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's, really it's been like 10 hits of black and he's like red's gonna hit red's gonna, <laughs> red's hit. gonna, hit, red's gonna hit yeah but you know one time it will hit so yeah we'll see I actually yeah I, uh, I'd be happy with that mm, I back yeah. your podium I'd, I'd like that yeah. 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 it's a still a Ferrari one too oh, so absolutely. it keeps you happy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, to finish off the app guys we've got to you know dive into a few fan questions there's been some very very good ones this week Already had that great one from Imbruglia. Yeah, keep um, them coming in, guys. These are yeah. so good. They're great. And uh, first one's from Ed Dono. He says, 
From Lewis's results this season, do you think his previous titles are mostly based on his car? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. No. Why? Well, because there there's two Mercedes yeah. and the other driver wasn't coming second every single year that he did. Right. So, yeah, there's talent there. But yeah. you can't de- also deny the fact that that Merc... In all these, the Merc was a stuff. weapon, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, the Merc was a weapon. So what but is you the had a weapon car with a weapon driver? Why is Russell getting P five every race in a car that's meant to be terrible, and Hamilton's getting th- P thirteen, P fourteen? We've already discussed this. It's a strategy. They're letting oh, him the down. strategy's <laughs> not fair to <laughs> him, mate. Eh? They're letting him down. Oh yeah. Look, after he tells them to piss off. Yeah. I also reckon. I don't. I don't reckon he's. I don't reckon he's as into it. Like, I reckon last year there was a doubt that he would come back after how it ended. He's come back and he said, yeah, it's going to be a bigger year. But now it's gone, like, it's gone a, a bit, bit pear-shaped. Yeah. And I reckon he's like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. I don't know. I think that's a weak excuse, to be honest. Because well, he's I, still chasing his, his eighth title. Yeah. Right? yeah Maybe but he's, he's not getting that. Maybe he's, right? he's chasing eight. his eighth. Eight, yeah. Yeah. Maybe his driving style isn't suited to this new era of cars. Also, it seems like it's just more also, suited to the younger drivers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the PlayStation the era of drivers. Yeah. yeah well, say, what's the difference between the younger and older drivers? Man? I did yeah. hear the other day they were talking about, yeah, these new drivers coming in from F2, who more recently, like George Russell obviously has been in F1 for a while, but he has yeah. more recent experience in F2. Yeah, like your George, your Charles, your Lando, all these yeah. young guys coming up. And they in F2 have always had these big 18-inch wheels, right? Um, yeah, because apparently they really like construct your view. Vision, like there's yeah. a lot more, there's a more blind spots. So F2 it is like the test race. mule for F1. Anytime yeah. they want to bring something radical in, they'll test it in F2, see if it works. Right. And if it does, they'll in look at implementing it in F1. So yeah, there's the possibility that drivers like George Russell are more used to driving these bigger cars with bigger wheels. Mm. You know, that could be a factor. Yeah, but that's yeah, the I reason right there. I, I think it's pretty harsh to say that, you know. There was no skill involved in Lewis's titles. Yeah. There definitely was. I don't know, man. The one time he had a, a challenging teammate, he lost. So That is that true. That was to Nico. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, it's yeah, it's tough to say. It really is. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the middle here. Alo's taking yes. You're taking I'm no. saying definitely no. <laughs> uh next question, Matt Car- Carollo. He says, do you see Ricardo lasting with McLaren if he can't string together some performances? No. 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 I honestly think I he's re- already gone. Yeah, I reckon they've already agreed verbally with someone to go, look, end of the season, we're going to swap you. Well, we discussed mm. the swaps. Well, there's big rumours. Like, yeah, rumours. Yeah. But rumours don't come out of nothing. Like, That's true. Yeah. There's, there could be already talks in the paddock somewhere like, and he hasn't been like, backing it and... He's now, yeah, like he's just fallen off and it's consi- like consistently behind Lando. It's not like it's hot and cold. It's like always, always behind, behind yeah. Lando. Yeah, I think at the least they demote him to second driver and pay him less because yeah. he's, he's still getting paid more than Lando and he's, I don't think, once in the last like 12 races he's beaten Lando. So Yeah, I think his best result still Australia, which was sixth or something. Mm. Well, but, best um, result this year. Oh, this year, year. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they asked Zach Brown recently, like, are you happy with your driver pairing? And, like, obviously, media-wise, he was like, yeah, no, everything's good. We're happy with our drivers, happy with our selection. But come end of season, we'll see if, if he's really happy or not. 
Mm. I don't understand why they don't just keep it real, eh? Like, mm. you're obviously not happy with him. Like, you got to manage the ego of the drivers, though. But if you come out. If I'm a driver, <laughs> keep it real with me. If I'm doing shit, I know, one, I already know myself because you're your harshest critic. But two, yeah. don't go trying to, like, soften it or nothing. Keep it real. Just say, mate, you're not up to standard. Oh, behind the scenes, be keep it real. I'm sure they yeah, are behind the scenes, keep yeah. it real, right? Yeah. But five races in, you're not going to come out and go, we're looking at getting rid of this bloke. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> he could just That'd go, you know what, obviously, he's not doing what we, he's not where we wanted him to be, mm. but we back him. And yeah. then I could go, all right, I can cop that. But it's always uh, fake yeah. messages in the media. I feel like he's really got to pick it up. Not even just to stay at McLaren. Not even just to stay at McLaren. Just, just in to F1. stay in F1 in general. Yeah. Um, what? Who else would want to pick him? And like, we're smashing him, but I love him as well. But yeah. who else would want to pick him up? It's not really worth any other team picking him up. Oh, now. someone would pick him up for scraps, I reckon. Yeah, if Seb, he's got a character, if Seb he's goes, got he might go to As- like Aston. Yeah, he but it wouldn't be merch. anyone better than what he is where he is. Mm. Yeah, he sells merch. I don't know. He, I feel like someone pick him up for scraps. As an Aussie, I think we can take a lot of happiness in the fact that at least we have another Aussie yeah. that's about to take Piastri over. Piastri coming yeah. through. Piastri coming through. Yeah. So at least our Aussies aren't going to be out of F one. That's all. Yeah, I'm yeah that's true. But it definitely won't be any Danny. I Ricardo. mean, I still. Hope that he turns it around. Yeah. Next question. Daniel Kalura says, who in your opinion will be the best of the rest this week in Spain behind Ferrari and Red Bull? I'm just going to say Merck. I can't yeah. believe I'm calling them the best of the rest, but yeah, <laughs> probably Merck. Um, just George, based on stats, he's always been in the top five. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's hard not to put him there, especially if you're, you know, all things going well, you'll have, Two Red Bulls and two Ferraris up the top. Yeah, but and he's then come fifth in every race so far. So he's got some. No, he's been on the podium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Well, not every race, but he's been sorry, been top in the five. top five yeah. every race. So he's got something to lose. I don't know. I'm going to back my prediction and say that Alpine are going to be dominant. I mean, I hope you're right, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Mm. Ali? Well, oh, Ali. I put Lando in there, so I'm going to back mine, and I'm going to say McLaren, and it would work well because then it means that Danny's done well as well. So yeah, I'm hoping for that. Anyway, it's uh, you know a few days to the weekend. We're about to see mm. how this all unfolds. And uh, look, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on socials for everything you don't see on the podcast. In weeks off, we do quick fixes. So stay tuned. Give us a follow. And uh, we'll see you next week because we've got back-to-back weekends. Oh, beautiful. See you soon.